Hi, everybody. This is Jeffrey Short from Market Scale. We are really excited to have a great guest on today in the retail space. It's been one of the most fluctuating industries that I've seen in my time covering uh, the B2B world. And to kind of break it all down, catch us up to speed, is Maya Knights. She's the head of industry insights at Eagle Eye Solutions and also the co-author of her new book, Omnichannel Retail, How to Build Winning Stores in a Digital World. Maya, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, How are you today? I'm great, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, it's been uh, quite a while. We've been trying to get you on, and I can't think of a better time to do it around the launch of your new book with Tim Mason um, about omnichannel retail. Obviously, like I said in the open, retail has been um, hard to put your finger on for people like me that are not in the industry every day um, with e-commerce booming, but also stores, brick and mortars really revolutionizing themselves. So can you tell us where in 2019 are you seeing the most transformation? Well, I think if you're looking at digital, as you do in the B2B or B2C space, we really are seeing technology um, as, a, as a massive agent of change, driving transformation in, in generally in, in terms of the way that people shop. Um, technology has affected how we shop. Um, it's also had an impact on what we shop for. Um, you, you rightly reference the, um, the boom of e-commerce retail. Um, the only place where retailers really see consistent double-digit growth at the moment. And of course, you've got, you know, the likes of um, Amazon and Alibaba um, and, the, and some online fashion, fast fashion retailers, online-only ones, doing really, really well and disrupting their respective sectors. I think that's had a really knock-on challenging effect on stores. Um, you say it's revolutionizing stores. Um, I think it's challenging stores to uh to challenging retailers to revolutionize their stores. I think uh, when we see the likes of um, uh, so many retailers, particularly in in the States and in the UK where I'm based, um, going into bankruptcy, um, Toys R Us really shook both sides of the Atlantic, didn't it really, in that sense. And so it shows that if you neglect the store side of your business, um, not even online is going to be able to save you. Um, there are some category killers out there that are using technology to really transform some, some areas of retail. I think I've described a few, but when you look at, when you split it between online and stores, stores really, I think, are the one, are, is the one channel that um, consumers are, are feeling are feeling that the technology isn't doing enough. It's not being introduced in a consistent way across channels, and and that's really what the the book's about in terms of how um, retail sectors and channels and markets are, are being transformed in 2019. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how many companies are sort of learning on the fly and you're seeing the winners and losers sort of shake out like a Toys R Us, as you mentioned. Um, What do you think we can expect to see in 2020 and maybe how is Omnichannel as a strategy kind of driving these changes in the industry? So I talked about consistency. I talked about the brick and mortar sales channel being slightly exposed by the convenience and speed and transparency and relevance that consumers 
increasingly seek out from online. I think we're going to continue to see that shake out in 2020. Um, taking an example of Amazon Go um, directly in the convenience grocery sector, I really think we've seen that um, have some huge ramifications in the grocery sector. So I think we're going to see the acceleration of the introduction of mobile services like scan and pay, pay as you go, um, order ahead in uh, food and beverage, hospitality sectors as well. Um, and we're going to see that kind of adoption of technology that I think is going to bleed in from the online world into the offline brick and mortar world. And as you wrote the book, it's sort of almost a guide, I guess, for retailers. So what are three of the biggest takeaways from omni-channel retailer that uh, retailers can take away from the book or just in general? Well, I think using the, the, the term omni-channel is, it can, it can divide um, opinion. What I, what I hope the book aims to do is to show that regardless of the term that you choose to use to refer to this new state of retail that operators have to achieve in order to win with customers today, um, it will always comprise um, a, a, a mixture of the sales channels. Um, so the, the very first and most important um, theme is that you should follow the customer. Uh, my co-author Tim Mason and CEO of the company that I now work for, um, Eagle Eye Solutions, uh, was deputy CEO of Tesco's, one of the largest grocers still in the UK. And um, at the time, in 1995, launched Clubcard, uh, which was a, a revolutionary loyalty scheme in the gro grocery sector and still boasts 17 million members in the UK today. And he really understood from that experience that it was really important to follow the customer. Um, and if the customer was moving online, which he was also privy to the nascent stages of at Tesco's, in terms of launching Tesco Direct, which then went on to become what we have now as Tesco.com, um, you need to provide for that. But in doing so, um, really, the, the lessons were that from Clubcard's perspective, he, he was able to actually see what customers wanted by being able to analyse what they bought, when they bought it, where they bought it. And being able to know your customer in that way is actually something that retailers have become even better at or, or can become even better at in that sense with the digital world we live in nowadays. Um, the fact that um, online only retailers can uh, identify their customers just by virtue of having them do business with them online, knowing their names, having them register, knowing their delivery addresses, allows them to see, us, see so much more of the customer characteristics, preferences and habits and it allows them to tailor because of the digital medium of the internet on the fly uh, a, a more personalized experience every time you log on so the experience gets better and better and better. So the second um, learning in terms of following your customer is then get to know them. And I think digital represents a huge opportunity to do so but the book really centers on the third main tenet which is that offline Many retailers don't know their customers. 
And actually, when you consider that customers that shop both online and offline across channels, they are omni-channel customers because they are channel blind. Um, they're actually the most valuable customers. So if you're following your customers and you know who your customers are, you should be able to identify who they are, um, who the best customers are, excuse me. And if you can know your best customers and cater to them specifically and understand what their needs are and give them more of what they want, then it becomes a self-fulfilling virtuous loop in the sense that you become um, uh, able to better differentiate on your brand, better able to drive one more product or one more sale from knowing that customer and knowing what they want. And so increasing sales and boosting growth and truly in that sense becoming an omni-channel retailer because the customer um, can shop with you, with you wherever and whenever they want to. It's not about being everywhere for the customer. It's being where the customer wants you to be. It's really fascinating. And I think data, as you sort of alluded to, is really responsible for the changes and trends we've seen in retail, both online and increasingly in stores. I wanted to ask you, how is it and why is it important for retailers to give that unique kind of custom and and ever more refined experience across all channels. So obviously, like you said, in e-commerce, you can get so much data so quickly, um, but brick and mortars have had to find ways to do that. So how is it, again, I'll just ask to be clear again, why is it important for retailers to give a unique experience on all channels? Well, because there's so much more choice now, right? Um, the internet has exploded choice from a a cross-border perspective, allowing new challenger brands in. Um, I like to, to, to say that, you know, to sum it up, the, the retailers um, that we have grown up with that, that fill our main streets and our malls are being squeezed at one end by online and kind of at the other end by challenger brands, discounting, um, catering to you know a vast um, spectrum of 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 consumers um, i think if you're in the middle at the moment it's 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 really really hard um, if you're in the middle and online only or in the middle and offline only it's even harder uh, so in terms of picking up on your point about data i think it's absolutely a, a key to tool or, or weapon in, in the arsenal of retailers that actually have brick and mortar stores to, to fill in the gaps between what retail, what relationships they have with customers online, how they connect with customers online, and then be able to connect with them as well in store. Um, it's not necessarily the same dynamic, but if you were able to offer the same kind of convenience and relevance and extend the amount of information in, ter in, in the terms of ratings and reviews and recommendations into the store, customers are more likely to want to engage and connect with, with, the, with the retailer offline as well as, as online because they're being offered a, a, an actually a better experience, a more convenient experience, one that they can mold and shape to their own shopping journey, um, where I think the store, the traditional store, kind of dictates the shopping journey to the customer online 
is the complete opposite of that and the store needs to kind of catch up to that. So in, in offering an online experience and learning about your customers online, try and reflect that in the store and that's why that has to be consistent. Um, and it's always going to be unique if you are following the customer and giving them your target customer what more of what they want. Definitely. And it is interesting to see how companies have balanced the online and brick and mortar strategy. Um, how do you define omni-channel? Maybe we should take a step back and just look at the term omni-channel because I think as retail changes, that definition might be changing. And I'm wondering what what is your definition of omni-channel given the fact that retail just continues to change? Absolutely. Um as I said, the title of the book was really chosen because it, it, it's a loaded word. Everybody has an opinion about it. Um, and, and, and I am one of the first to acknowledge that um, in my time, I was lucky enough to work alongside um, uh, uh, eminent research analyst at IDC, Leslie Hand, and she was the first lady to, first person to, to use the word omnichannel in a research paper. Um, but that was 14 years ago. So absolutely, we now have blended retail. We have um, Alibaba's uh, new retail. We've got total retail. I think they're all aiming at the same objective, which is for retailers to be able to harness the benefits of being able to operate and connect with customers online um, consistently across all channels. Why is that important? Because that's what customers want. And if we're following, following the customer, we need to be able to do that consistently. But also, I think what's become more and more apparent over the years is profitably. We, uh, retailers have perhaps chased the customer online, become, um, <sighs> distracted may be too strong a word, but become, focused on double-digit growth online and perhaps neglected the stores, neglected what customers that were shopping with them online, that actually then made that made them seek out their stores, what the disparity was between the, the, the level of service and the experience they were getting. Um, and so I think there's still a need for the debate about um, how to fill that gap um, between the customer experience now online, which can be infinitely personalized and... Um, and uh, and tailored to the the experience that 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 they that most retailers still offer their customers when they walk into a physical store. Um, how you do that, whatever term you choose, it, it, whatever works for your organisation, um, is 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 I can is irrespective really. I think that the the point is to keep the customer in mind, and as the customer is channel blind and sees no channels, they just see your brand. We need to either get to a point where there are no channels, or there is one channel, and that is the channel that you connect to the customer, and that's kind of the root of the Latin root of omni, isn't it? So. That's why we stuck with the, the, the word omni-channel, but at the end of the day, the, the, d the debate should be really focused on how to connect with the customer consistently wherever the customer wants, wants that retailer to be. Yeah, it's a very interesting dichotomy, that connection, because even though still a lot of purchases are made in stores, people are doing their research online beforehand so that you know, if there's any disconnect between the brand online and in the store, that could cause serious problems. And um, lastly, I wanted to talk kind of at an industry level. Um, retail is something that's very exciting as it's changing, but it, I don't know if there's any industry that I 
am familiar with that has such a wide range of you have these doomsday predictions, but you also have such optimism and excitement on the other end of it. And so I'm just wondering what you're most excited about in terms of retail, just kind of going forward or or just in this digital era, what has been the most exciting thing for you? So I, I agree with you. Well observed about the, you know, to bring up the doomsdayers and the naysayers out there um, about things like online grocery and so on. Um, uh, I do not see that there is any kind of retail ap- apocalypse. I see that the middle uh, the mediocre and the legacy retailers that are, are too slow to move and to follow the customer are the ones that are being challenged, but that there are some really exciting new retailers with new models um, using technology to uh, the best of their ability to serve their customers in the best way possible that are filling filling the spaces that, that the legacy retailers leave. And as a customer, it is, it is an, uh, as a consumer, it is an in- Increasing, increasingly exciting um, time um, where retailers are really having to fight for um, every single consumer dollar and increasingly more for their repeat business in terms of loyalty. Um, I think how retailers are going to do that and what excites me from the actual challenge of uh, connecting with customers consistently online and offline and fostering loyalty and and differentiating a brand is how retailers are are marrying their merchant curation skills, those traditional skills of that gut feeling of knowing your customer with all the, uh, you know, the amazing development around um, uh, uh, analytical tools uh, through AI um, to be able to perhaps not necessarily have a one-to-one relationship, but really to be able to start to see customers as individuals and to to be able to react, to have their business react on the fly to the ebbs and flows of customer demand, Um, moving out of um, long manufacturing cycles, for example, or long um, fulfillment cycles to something that's much more just in time to, to meet our uh, real-time demands. Um, and, and on the other side, I think, in terms of technology development, which is the only you know, the thing that I completely focus on, um, that excites me. It's the, the, the interfaces that um, technology is giving retailers to, to increasingly know who their customers are even better. So we're talking about moving from the old PC era through mobile devices, which are increasingly having more and more relevance in store, through to where voice is going to shake out, and um, and 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 and, inter- and allowing consumers to interact with their environment through augmented reality and virtual reality. Those kinds of things, I think, we've only just scratched the surface of, and I'm inc- increasingly excited, extremely excited to, to see where where that takes us to, into 2020 and beyond. I am as well. I totally agree with you. I think some of these technologies are only in their infancy and it's going to shake up the industry. And I think honestly for the best, especially on the customer side, I'm excited to see uh, how much more customization and ease uh, comes with the shopping experience. So uh, Maya, thanks so much for joining us. Again, that was Maya Knights, the head of industry insights at Eagle Eye Solutions, who's out with a new book that she's co-authored with Tim Mason called Omnichannel Retail, How to Build Winning Stores in a Digital World. It's a fascinating question. I'm glad we got to learn a little bit more about it. So Maya, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I can't wait to get my copy of the book. 
Great. No, thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. This interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com industries to see more. 